The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in. Streaks in. Touchdown. Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. Week two is upon us, and it is officially the second. Say it with your chest. Friday here from Talking Cowboys and presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company from the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. That's right. That just happened. I think Nick should try it. Go. Try it, Nick. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Bring the energy today. You guys hear the bass? There was a lot of it. Yeah, there's a lot of hollow right He's here. been in the gym. Yeah. I'm telling you guys. Uh, He's been cage. working. I'm with it. We called the game last night. Guess where he was beforehand? What's that? Getting a lift in. It was a thing. Big pecs guy. Pecs? Big, big time. Pectorals? The pec yeah, lady pectorals? I definitely did not hit the gym yesterday, though. Oh, that's right. Mm. You told me you were going to. pretend I did. You told me you were going to. pretend I did. Yeah. Kyle, did you get your gym in? today. little article. Today? How many days a week are you going in the gym, Kyle? So I've started, I've gone at least three times a week the last two weeks. Mm. So I've been okay. I'm, my goal is five. I want to get yeah. to five. And right. I, man, it's tough right it's hard, now. man. I'm getting into a rhythm. I'm trying to kind of get into the season and the schedule. And your wife probably doesn't want to let you out of bed. I get it. For real. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's kind of how it goes now nowadays. But yeah. Good, good times, and we're, we're going to get back in the gym. We got our Black Rifle Coffee Company today, That's though, because the Cowboys dope. getting ready for their Week 2 matchup against the New York Jets, and Isaiah showing off some product today. That's freaking good. That's a sweet can. Like I have one of those at the house, and I don't even want to open it. Yeah, I know. I've got one, too, and it's phenomenal. I think Black Rifle Coffee Company should send me like a whole pack of it, and mm-hmm. then like I wouldn't feel as bad about popping one of them open. Last time you asked for it, you got these, so listen I'm up, sure man. it'll happen. I'm just saying. Man. They listen. I support. Uh, by the way, this is way down the line, but I think we're actually going to do some shows remotely from brick and mortar. That'd be dope. Black Rifle Coffee. I've copies. seen a couple of them. Yeah. Hey, there we go. They're popping up around. So just something to look forward to. We're also looking forward to this Jets matchup. Cowboys, Jets, 325 kickoff on CBS this upcoming Sunday. I mean, there's a lot of storylines around this, of course, beginning with Aaron Rodgers, moving into Zach Wilson, the Cowboys in the way that they beat down the Giants in week one. But with all of that, it's kind of buried the lead of – offensive line concern for the Cowboys. And we've had some concern throughout, especially depth-wise. Nick Harris, you were in the locker room yesterday. You guys talked to to Zach Martin. Can we sound the alarm yet? Because he popped up on the injury report yesterday with a groin injury. Is is this serious? No, not a huge deal. Uh, Showed up on the injury report yesterday as limited uh, in practice, yesterday being Thursday. Um, but, but we saw him out there yesterday, too, and he looked good. And um, we had talked to him in the locker room before that practice report had come out. But, you know, we're talking to him about preparing for week two. I mean, it's he's he's preparing for week two. <laughs> the matchup that he's going to have with Quinn and Williams, he's ready for that. Um, and uh, he was on the fan after the practice report came out yesterday, and they had asked him about it. He said they were just taking it easy with me today, and, you know, I, I feel good. So uh, no concerns going into Sunday with Zach Martin or Tyron Smith. But uh, as far as Tyler Smith, uh, I'm starting to expect he does not play on Sunday. I think Chumi Doka gets the gets the nod once again. Does that change your your depth perceptive of of this offensive line? Nope. Depth perception, I should say. See what you did there. Um, no, not at all. 
Not at all. I mean, it is what it is. I still have the bubbly guts about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Chumadoga, things happen for a reason. And, you know, fortunate for him, he gets the opportunity to get some more reps against another solid defensive front and um, have another opportunity to prove himself. Is there more trust, though, just based off of the way that Chumadoga came in there and played last week? Do you feel like, are the bubble guts, you take yeah. a little bit of Tums yeah. or, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, a little Pepto, a little yeah, pink drink. Yeah, a little, little <laughs> just to try and ease the, yeah. the, the bubble guts a little as bit. as bubbly. It's not, not as bubbly. As bubbly. Yeah, not okay, as bubbly. Good, good, good. It's just yeah. it's settled. You know, sometimes you run to the, you know, you run in there and it's like, ooh, gotta go. And then sometimes you run in, there, you're like, do I, do I have no? And I, I, hate, I, I feel I like hate the I feel like that's too much happening. That's that's Udoga today. Do we have a soft drink sponsor before I shout out something here. <laughs> I don't. A soft drink? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's Dr Pepper. Okay, so it, instead of Dr Pepper bubbly, we uh-huh. got like a you know sparkling water bubbly. Yeah. Like. Sparkling water is still pretty bubbly, Nick. Yeah, but you sparkling water guy? I'm really not actually. Uh, that, okay, <laughs> then that's that explains it. They're just as bubbly as. Okay, well, uh, you I know, mean, no. then they pretend it's something a lot less bubbly, but still bubbly. <laughs> it's a it's a flat soda. That's what yeah, it is. there we go. You know, there we like, go. Yeah, there you go. Instead of Dr. Pepper, pepper, it's like, you know, you PhD left it out. student pepper. Yeah, yeah there we go. There I like go. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I think it made me feel better. <laughs> Literal uh, Larry over here. I oh, think it, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a long came poly bubbly guts right now. That's not what it is right now. That was last week. <laughs> we got we get we have to go right now, okay? Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, <laughs> Man, I feel a little bit better. I really do. And yeah. this is the first time in quite some time that I feel, and I'm not going to say confident. I'm not confident in the offensive line depth. I, I haven't been, nor will I be, unless they go and find some sort of veteran, either on the open market or on the trade market at some point this season. I don't necessarily think that's happening. But what I do see is now a serviceable plug-in for, for Chuma Adoga. If you have to go deeper than that, we still haven't seen it yet. I think T.J. Bass is is a big-time player. We've talked about T.J. Bass on this show. I Correct. think we're all very high on him. I think he's a good player, but if you're going to put him out there, I hope he's the only one of the five that's having to be plugged in, kind of like what we saw against the Giants. It wasn't like they had Chuma Adoga and T.J. Yeah. Bass on the field at the same time. As long as you've got four of the five, I think you can now plug the gaps, but it's whenever you're missing the Two, second. Yeah. You're missing another guy up front, like when we had the scare last week with Tyron Smith. Mm-hmm. Yep. When Zach Martin popped up on the injury report and we hadn't necessarily heard anything to that point, if if you're missing guys like that, that's when I start to get worried, when you're pushing two pieces into the fold as opposed to just the one. Yeah, I will say late in the game, granted it was 33 nothing, 40 nothing by this point, whenever the second team had come in. Uh, come into the game on Sunday night, still going against uh, most of the Giants' ones on defense. Mm-hmm. It was uh, awesome Richards at left tackle. Chuma was still getting work at left guard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brock Hoffman at center. TJ Bass at right guard. And it's my mind's escaping me on who was at right tackle. It may have still been Terrence Steele because I think that's all the offensive linemen they had on the roster at that point. But um, they looked good. I mean, they were fine. You know, they, they held their own. And uh, looking at the grades from just those couple of drives, like those guys did good. But, you know, how much does it? really matter in a 33 to 40 or 40 nothing victory but you know at the more we see these guys especially Chuma Yudoga the very slowly I'm talking minuscule levels I start to gain confidence a little Mm -hmm. bit and you know if somebody goes down so I mean we were talking about it with Zach Martin yesterday specifically about the depth and he mentioned a guy like TJ Bass he's been getting work not only at right guard but they've been getting him work at center they've been Mm -hmm. getting him work at left guard like they want him to be an option for that depth down the line if they do have to tap into it uh, you know outside from Chuma Idoga you know I I think once we get to week 12 week 13 granted if injuries can can stay off the board then that depth I think is it's going to be reliable eventually. If you were to put your confidence level in Tyron Smith play, or excuse me, Tyler Smith playing 
this Sunday, what would that be? One to ten, one being he's not playing, ten, he's, he's going. Three, probably. And, and, and the only like reason a, it's – yeah, honestly, the only reason it's not higher than zero is because, you know, he's he's still being listed on the practice reports and stuff. So, yeah. you know, I – He's not going on IR. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, and, and yeah, I, I don't believe so either. And But I, we, Mike McCarthy's been talking about Donovan Wilson and Tyler Smith. They've been comparing them both this mm-hmm. week. And he's like, Donovan's much further along than Tyler. And we know how long it's taken Donovan to kind of get back to the practice field. He just got back in a limited fashion yesterday. He was in pads for the first time all season yesterday. What's your so. confidence? level that Wilson goes this week um that one's a little bit more tough I think yeah that one's a little bit more Still tough a zero because with Jordan you think about what Jordan Why? Lewis think about what Jordan Lewis he's been ready but yeah. they've been ramping him up sure. he was he had a full he was a full participant last week and they mm-hmm. they've had to ramp him up they didn't want to throw him and on they the still too early. kept him inactive and they still kept him inactive so I I, I, I struggle to think that they rushed Donovan to the field what's your confidence level on Jordan Lewis playing this week oh my goodness you put me <laughs> on the spot are here. you saying zero all the way across the board <laughs> across the board Kyle why because it's not a necessity. It's not a necessity. So if you have time on your side, mm-hmm. then you take the side of cautious. Why do you have time on your side here? Why is it because not you a have necessity? you have dudes that are out there playing yeah. in those same positions? Yeah. You're talking about well. Bell, Thomas, those yeah. guys. Yeah, playing well, bland, playing well. So it's like if you don't have to force your guy into the field, then don't. Let's make sure. Let's 100 percent make sure that they're good. Look. Not to say that they don't, because everybody on that side of the building is amazing in this room. Again, mm-hmm. we're talking about Britt Brown, we're talking about Jim, all those guys. Okay, get it. But if you don't have to force them out there, then have a, if if you even have a a, a a slightest hair of doubt that in, in their capabilities and something that you've seen in, in in practice, then let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Get rid of that bubble guts mm-hmm. and make sure that you have that full boat of confidence. And then when you have that, then put them in the game. When they are able to bring Jordan Lewis back, Ooh. what's what do they do? DB. What do they do? That's kind of where I'm headed because you know the roles of Tyler Smith, left yep. guard. He's your starting left guard. That's where you're going. Donovan Wilson, you know the role there, too. Starting safety. He's going to rotate in. He'll be your enforcer. Why are you trying to sneak in my shot? Get out of my shot, Isaiah. (laughs) Uh, You know know the role for both of those guys. What is the role for Jordan? Uh, Is he going to play? He's still going to play the nickelback. He's still going to play in the slot. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you rotate him in with Deron Bland. Mm-hmm. Does he come down? Yeah. Does he play like a spiral? There's there's mm-hmm. times, especially whenever you get into some of these upcoming matchups, when you have mobile quarterbacks, these these guys, like let's say an Alvin Kamara, whenever the Saints come up at some point. I mean, are the Saints on the schedule this no. week? They're not on the schedule yeah. this year. I'll have to find a different representation for this for this tailback comparison. But you, you go and you use him to f- feel out and to cover these guys out of the backfield. You rotate Do you see that early? No, you rotate them in on on nickel packages mm-hmm. with with DB, and then whenever dimes in, then he he's a starter in dime. And then Jerron Bland that are just going to split those reps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough when you have really good DBs. It's a great problem to have, but it's still a problem at the end of the day. I, after Duran's emergence last year, after Jordan went down, and yeah. he even had a really good week one. So that's that's going to be a tough. Tough thing to sort out, in my opinion. Okay, I said the Saints, but what about San Francisco? Christian McCaffrey, threat both running the ball and throwing it. Chargers, Austin Eckler the week after that. I mean, they've got some guys coming up that are very dangerous two-way threats. Man, Brees Hall. At running back, Brees Hall, he can catch it out of the backfield. No doubt. 1,000%. Yeah. Would he be utilized in a package like that this week? Because I think defensively Dallas – 
Dallas will want to stay heavy because New York is trying to run the ball. Are you talking about Brees Hall or Jordan Lewis? I'm talking about Jordan Lewis. Uh, being used utilized in, a package in to, packages this week. To go could after he, Brees Hall? Yes. Could he be utilized in that regard to where it is a semi-necessity? If he's playing, yes, for sure. Because that's, that's going to be— But do you play him because of that necessity? Do you feel confident in the guys to fill no, the role now? No, I mean, we saw what this defense did last week. I don't think there's any necessity that they need to bring onto the field that they didn't already have. Uh, I think any added added bonus with Donovan Wilson and, and Jordan Lewis, it's not only having that experience, but it's having that consistency. And, uh, you know, eventually consistency with some of these young guys, it's going to falter a little bit. I mean, I love Marquise Bell and Wanye Thomas, but there's a reason Donovan Wilson has been that starting spot. There's a reason Jordan Lewis has been able to get the reps that he's gotten mm -hmm. in, in, in his years here. So um, just bringing them onto the field is more of a reliable option. Who's been more impressive out of those two guys? I feel like we lump <clears throat> both Wanye Thomas and Marquise Bell together yeah. quite a bit. And partially because they were both undrafted free agents, both because they, they came in during this the, the 2022 draft class, and they've been around for a season now. And they're both really tad as Dan Quinn guys, these, these guys that are fitting the mold for Dan Quinn for the most part. But who's been more impressive, let's say from the jump, from the start of training camp to this point, who's turned your head the most? Wanye. Because he's a dude. <laughs> no, but he's like, I, I feel he's bad. A... You know what, Isaiah? I feel bad for people listening to this show that have the loud, booming voices all the way through. And then Isaiah's like, I'm just going to whisper. I give dynamic range, Kyle. That's how I like to refer yeah, to it Yeah, what you're going to do is blow out car speakers. That's what's going to happen. Doing safety ASMR. I'm not a quiet right. guy. And then you come in, you whisper like that. Y'all ever, uh, ever done ASMR with 3-4 defense oh my talk? Gosh. My daughter loves <laughs> just ASMR. Wait. It drives me crazy. Um, all right, so That's no one. Our Monday is a segment now. ASMR from, from the get go, I, I was asking in camp, who the heck is that dude? Yeah. And you know, I was like, number thirty is flying around like he's crazy. And had opportunity to watch him every single day. And his his approach to practice, like he, he was hustling all over the place. He was running full speed. He was making plays. He was playing down in the box. He was playing back. He was going sideline to sideline. And he said, okay. And then I had an opportunity to talk to Bones. Bones mentioned both of those names as being some of his core guys for special teams this year. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on them. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? We're in the booth. We're calling the preseason game. And boop, give me that interception. Thank you very much. First play of the game. We'll take that. that worked, Lawrence. Out. worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the regular season. And what happens? Boop, block the field goal. Okay, all right. This dude is showing up. Any position that you put him in, any situation, he wants to make sure that you are saying his name. And that's not to say anything against Marquise Belka. He's been doing his thing, what's been asked of him as well. But I just think Wanya has showed up in a in a greater sense in terms of the the, the big splash plays. Now, that doesn't always overthrow what we're doing in terms of your everyday check the box, do your job. But I think that Wanya Thomas has been very dynamic and been a, a Swiss Army knife for these guys on special teams and on defense. Yeah, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I'll go ahead and give the case for Marquise Bell. Whenever DeMarvion Overshone went down, that linebacker depth got highlighted real quick yep, in, yes, in the fan did. base. That very next Monday, everyone was talking about, all right, veteran linebackers. And uh, Marquise Bell took on the challenge of jumping into the second level and has done a really good job with that. I, I mean, he looked so natural in the second level on Sunday. It looked like he's been playing there his whole career and uh, relatively new, uh, especially to this to the system and I had an opportunity to ask Dan Quinn earlier in the week is that something that he came here with those those second level instincts or is that something that's just kind of had to develop yeah. over time and uh, he said he showed a lot of that at FAMU and um, he wanted to you know tap into that if they ever had to and sure enough here we are and man Dan Quinn loves using those safety linebacker hybrids mm -hmm. and we're seeing it more and more in the college game too uh, they play them in that and they also call it a star role there uh, an 
in, in the college game, and man, we're seeing that more and more and more with guys who are just athletic enough to, you know, still cover that third level, but guys that can step in in the second level and lay a hit too. So uh, it's great to see Marquise Bell kind of fitting into that. I, the one thing I like about both of those guys is that, and Isaiah talked to a little bit about Wanye Thomas. He's made the splash plays, he's made the big plays, but it's it's also the way he's carried himself through this entire process he's had a, a, the right mentality and speaking to the the defensive coaching staff and some of the guys that have, have been close with Wanye they're impressed about what he's done in the film study what he's done in the classroom what he did picking up the playbook and then translating that to the football field whether it be in practice be in the preseason or now of course with field goal block and some of the pass breakups into the regular season as well so he's not just getting it done from a flash play standpoint he's getting it done across the board and that's the the sign of somebody that's not here just as a flash in the pan that's somebody that wants to be here for a considerable amount of time and I think Marquise Bell plays off of that they, those two are close they've, they've been together they came in together to this the draft class and or from that draft class and now they're they're fighting for the same opportunities, but now in different positions. They were originally fighting for those safety Correct. spots. <clears throat> now you have Marquise Bell fitting into that role as a linebacker, and he's thriving in that role to, yeah. to be able to take it and, and continue pushing. I really like watching those guys play. There's a reason why we talk about them a lot on this show because they, I mean, we, we got it right, at least in the preseason, by talking about those guys. They continue to show it, and if they can continue doing that, we're going to talk about them the same way we talk about J. Ron Curse right now. It's the same thing. Undrafted free agent, finally needed a shot, got a shot, took advantage of it, and now he's one of the higher-paid defensive safeties in the NFL, and he's got a multi-year contract. I think we'll talk about these guys the same way if they can continue Correct. on the trajectory uh, that they're on. All right, let's take our second or our first break of the day. When we come back, matchups. Who are the favorite matchups? Plus, I have some prop bets over under on a certain number of Dallas Cowboys players in their matchup in week two against the New York Jets. Of course, we're not betting people. This is all just for fun here on Talking Cowboys. We'll be right back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? 
their doctor. My friend supported me during a tough time. But what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. This portion of Talking Cowboys is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's also brought to you by the Dallas Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. Back here on a Say It With Your Chest Friday. Had my oats. You did. I, I saw sure them when I walked in. That's you right. had some some fruit. You got an empty cup right here. That's right. That's yeah. right. Got my oats right there. Had Was it good? Craisins, a little brown sugar. It's good stuff. Man. Is that how you go with it? Do you put any butter in it? No. No, no butter. No, my body's my temple, Kyle. Mm. Big craisins. Yeah, guy. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love craisins. I do too. I do too. Craisins. What is a craisin? Like what? Cranberry, like cranberry raisin. raisin. Is it okay? It's just dried up cranberry, basically. Pretty or is it? Yeah. Or is it still like? Is it actually mixed with a, a raisin? It's dried up cranberries. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. look like like you know how like your toes get all weird <laughs> under the water. That's what they kind of look like. It's the second mental image of this show so far that we've we've had. Yeah, very interesting. That's what I'm here for. I bring the goods. It, it, okay, well, bring me some matchups to watch. By the way, if you want to be a part of our pick 'em segment, pick 'em. We're making our picks in the next. Segment mm. next 15 minutes or so. Rough start. 888-855-2297. It was a very rough start for a couple people in here. Yeah. 888-855. Yeah, it is. I'm doing it right now. 2297. <laughs> uh and, and give us a call. We can we can get things started and get you on the phone line for the next segment. All right, Nick, give me a matchup to watch this week. Who are you most excited to see? Um, yeah, Zach Martin against Quentin Williams. Ooh. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Um even if Zach Martin's a little banged up. Yeah, he'll be all right. Okay. Strength on strength, you know. Um, I, I think that's a challenge that Zach Martin relishes in, especially after seeing him in week one, what Quentin Williams was able to do and disrupt the backfield. I think we may have talked about it a little bit yesterday. I, I'm not sure. But Quentin Williams, not only was he getting in the backfield and making plays, but his disruption level is more impressive in the fact that he's able to just divert a play completely because of you know the just getting in the backfield, forcing pressure, uh, getting Josh Allen out of the pocket and forcing him to make mistakes downfield. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of um, defensive line interceptions on, on Monday night in the sense that you've talked about it. Jordan Whitehead just being in the right place at the right time. It's forced by that pressure that they've had up front, and it starts with Quentin Williams. So uh, I want to see Zach Martin go and, and take on that challenge. I think it's definitely winnable, 1,000%. You know, he'd be the favorite in that matchup, but it's still going to be a great one. Quentin Williams, and, and again, we've talked about this always with a disclaimer. PFF grades are not the final be-all, end-all of your scouting or your, uh, your evaluation of players. But Quentin Williams was ranked third in the oh, wow. NFL in terms of defensive tackle grades. Zach Martin was number one in week one. So number three versus number one, at least in terms of the grades from the first week of the NFL season. So I, I love that matchup. I think it's going to be fun. Who are you looking forward to? 
Not one guy. Uh, position group, defensive line versus their the Jets' offensive line. That's what I'm looking forward to because if the Jets – Is that just a jailbreak is what it is? No, I'm not even talking about it from the passing standpoint and the running. Mm. I'm talking about the rush defense. That's what's going to be tested. The Jets will be all perfectly fine if they only throw up 15 passes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they will be perfectly yeah. fine with that. That would be a perfect game plan for them. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing this defensive line know going into it that they're going to be challenged and then being met with that challenge and seeing how they respond. I think it's more of a challenge for the second level, personally. Really? I, I think they, the defensive line, they, they showed a lot last week. But in that first drive, Barkley was picking up yards. Yeah, Barkley so was picking up yards. And then it was guys like Wanye that were coming down, Leighton mm-hmm. Van Der Esch that was coming down and being able to limit those gains and mm-hmm. kind of force them to kind of back up a little bit. Correct. And then when they tried to get the running game back going again, it didn't quite work to yeah. the same effect. So I, I, defensive line, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But I, front seven as a whole, why don't we say that? Yeah, front seven. Why don't we say that? Yeah, it goes hand in hand. That's sure. second level. I'm, I think that's going to be really important. Those too. guys are going to have to step us in. I, we showed that in – Special edition, Kyle. Yeah. It was. Yes, yeah, special edition. You guys mm-hmm. go check out special edition. There was a breakdown that we had that really explains what we're referring to right now. And the defensive line has to consume the entire offensive line. If they don't consume all the offensive linemen, now you're negating the second level guy's ability to be able to free flow and shoot the gaps. And the Jets did a great job against Buffalo's first level. But, you know, the second level of the Bills, like there's a guy, Milano. Milano came in and shot the gap on one and just saw ball, hit ball. Had he not, I mean, they had plays that were out to shoot. You know? It was at so, least 15 yards. At, least, at, at least. At least. So, I mean, yes, your point, the offensive linemen have to be consumed by our defensive line. And then our second level guys, Bell, Wanye, whoever else wants to come down there, has to, like, be decisive. You can't. You can't second guess whether or not you should hit a hole or not, and go make a go try, go try to make a play. Because if you don't, these guys will be out to shoot. And both of them, that's Brees Hall and Alvin Cook, have the ability yeah. to put the to change gears and get to the next level. And I think that goes back to Nick's point of the second level being tested significantly in yeah. this game because Milano made the play. Yeah. Does a guy like Leighton Van Der Esch or Damone Clark shoot the gap the same yeah, level, the we'll same see. way? I think Damone Clark could do that. I don't think that's Leighton's game. I think Leighton's there, game's more of read and plug yeah. more than it is shoot the gap and, and go straight bullet point into the backfield. Get out your comfort zone this week then. But then who would you anticipate does that better this week? Do you think it, it's either Clark or Van Der Esch? I think more instinctively, mm-hmm. I think it's Damone. Okay, but I think Van Der Esch, if that's a struggle of his, I think he has to get out of his comfort zone. This this, this is a week where you have to. Once you see a hole, you got to go. You have to go, and you got to live with the results. You can't you can't sit back and read because these guys literally will, they'll go, they'll put the gas on. You guys see all. I mean, we all everybody's seen it last week against Buffalo. I mean, you can't hesitate at all. Do we have any sort of expectation for Mozzie Smith this week? I don't have a lot of expectations for him right now. I know a lot of people do yeah. just because of where he's drafted. I don't put a, a ton of emphasis on guys based upon their draft status. We've talked about it. We yeah. talked about it earlier this yeah. week even. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, but so, I mean, coming into a room that's this dominant, you know, I think he has a long way to go. I think. Did you need Mozzie last week with Hankins and Osa playing Mazi the way that they did? Mozzie was in there. He, he did. He <laughs> played. But, but, like, for instance, like the Jets, and I don't. We talked about it a little bit on one of the breakdowns. I think maybe in film room. Mozzie's pad level. Is not is not it for this week. No. Because the Jets play with amazing pad level as an offensive line. They come off the ball together. We talk about chemistry as an offensive line for our guys. They come off the ball as one. Yeah. And their pads are down at, down below your pads. And when you have that, that many people moving in synchronization with the perfect pad level, they're moving mountains out the way. So you, if you have high pad level at all, you're literally coming. There's a play that I almost pointed out, but I didn't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Guys were off their feet. 
like dangling, like like you hold a toddler up, like feet, <laughs> like grown men, legs dangling like this because there's yeah. three guys that are literally working in unison, moving everybody out the way, and washing entire defensive lines out of the way. So wow. yeah. you cannot, you can't have high pad level. You can't, and you can't choose a side. Yeah, right. We talked about the difference between the defensive line of Dallas and the defensive line of the Jets. Well, the defensive line of Dallas likes to jump around, right? And I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm saying they use speed. Speed is their advantage, right? They like to get on half a man, right? I'm not going to take you full on. I'm going to choose one side of your body, and I'm going I'm to go full speed. I'm going to try to get your body to turn because we're probably running a stunt mm-hmm. that's going to expose you when you turn your body, right? That's Dallas's style of defense, okay? Nothing wrong with that. It works, obviously. The Jets, that's not their thing. The Jets want to go square up, and they just want to push you back. Well, what does that allow for their guys to do? Well, I'm now consuming those guys, right? And now my second-level guys have free flow, and they can shoot gaps, right? And we're not exposed. We're gap-disciplined. So there's not going to be a ton of gaps available to these guys. Uh, so you're really going to have to do your job in terms of all your foundational pillars of just being a great blogger. Yeah, getting up under those 350-pound guys, they could turn those 350-pound guys into featherweights. Jeff Facts. Saturday was somebody who did it so well yep. in like the late 2010s or the late 2000s for Peyton Manning in those Indianapolis Colts days. He would just get right up under him, and it takes all their strength out. Yep. They, they, they lose everything. Because yep. if you get pressure put right mm-hmm. here, what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> what are we doing? Where do you go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's where that's where they're really good against the run, and then they also struggle against the pass. It's it, it because they can drive forward, yep. get low, but then whenever there's multiple guys yeah. coming after you and you're rushing the quarterback, yeah. that's when it gets problem. Yeah, you're not worried about getting sacked a, pun- a bunch against this defensive line of the Jets. No. I mean, they're just unless you're just getting mauled back, which I don't think is a struggle for the offensive line of Dallas. Rushing, you know, stunts and all that kind of stuff, that's, that's what causes problems, but – um, yeah, pad level is going to be a thing this week because, I mean, that you, you know, we all know that that's their point of emphasis this week. We are running the ball, and it's not just a matter of scheme. It's a matter of execution, right? You can have the perfect play drawn up. Dan Quinn can have the perfect defense drawn up, but it's really going to come down to who, are, who has the best leverage, who's working hand-in-hand hand together, mm-hmm. right? Who's going to make the first mistake? And sometimes that mistake comes down to, to straight just found, you know, foundation. Then without Mozzie expectation, if there's one guy you pin it on, it's Jonathan Hankins. Big time. Gotta yeah, be. it's Big Jonathan time. Hankins. Yeah. And it, also, Adigizua, I think, has a little bit of responsibility there, just yep. in the interior, and that, that's a big part of what happened last year. So, But it's Hankins for sure. He was brought in last year to help the run game. He did that in, in ways, and uh, you know you expect him to do, a, do it again this season. This defensive line can't get washed out. They Mm-mm. cannot get washed out because that's what the Jets will appear to do, and that's what they're going to try and do. They're going to try and push the line of scrimmage one way or the other and allow for lanes to open up. And this defense has been susceptible to that in the past. As good as they've been rushing the past, that's where they're going to be really challenged. Uh, I also, I was looking at, since we're talking about matchups, I was looking at CeeDee Lamb versus Sauce Gardner, which I think is just a phenomenal one-on-one. But I went back and looked at it. I don't know if we're going to see a whole lot of we're 88 not. versus number one. We're not. We're going to see CD a lot in, in the slot, yep. and Sauce is going to remain on the boundary 1,000%. Yeah. So that's going to be more of a challenge for Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert. This is assuming Brandon Cooks doesn't play. Sure. Um, but whoever gets that that assignment on the outside, which I think it would be Gallup, I think that's yeah. who draws Sauce. Lamb leading the NFL in receiving yards out of the slot since the start of the 2022 season. 884 yards, 29 of his 43 snaps in week. Week one were from the slot. That's 13 snaps aligned out wide. So not a ton of work for CeeDee Lamb outside on the boundary. Sauce Gardner, on the other hand, threw his 1,139 career snaps. Only five have been in the slot. Yeah. Five. He's had 0.4% 
of his snaps in the slot. I don't think we're going to see any Sauce Gardner on CD Lamb. And they don't play a lot of man. No, so it's a lot of. They zone. don't like man. They do not like man. Only time I've seen them play man is out of a bunch set. Yeah, because they don't want to get. They don't want guys to be able to get free releases and get into the zone, so they play man to walk up on you. But then when they walk up on you, now you got to switch releases, and that screws them up. So yeah. they don't like man. So with that being said, over under CD Lamb sixty one and a half receiving yards. What would you take? Sixty one and a half. Sixty one and a half yeah, is I'm what taking, I've got I'm right taking here. Over. I'm I'm, I've over. made these up. This is not from oh, a okay. website. Okay, I've okay. made up this prop. Uh, over. Um, yeah, he, he'll get loose. Okay. I'm, I'm not worried about that. What do you think? Yeah, he'll get more. Get more? Yeah. I think I would go over there, too, even though I set the over-under. Uh, Tony Pollard, 15 and a half touches this week. Mm, now we're talking. Um, uh, I'm going over. Over? I'm going over. Touches, touches in touches. general. So this includes this receptions. Is, yes. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it yeah I'm going does. over. I, I think 15 and a half carries would be a stretch for Tony, especially for sure. at this point. So I'd say touches in general. He had 16 in week one. And he had, uh, what, three receptions was a part of that? Uh, four, or excuse me, 14 carries, two receptions. Okay. Touches, yeah. right? I, I think he gets over 15 and a half. Okay. I think it's going to be close, though. Yeah, it would be close. What do you think? I think he's over. I think he'll get 15 carries. Okay, I'm going to try and find one that's that's an under here. Micah Parsons, one and a half sacks. Over. <laughs> I'm, I'm you think saying, so? I, yeah. He gets a two-sack game? Well, why not? I, don't, I have no basis behind that. Just why not? <laughs> why not? Under. There we go. Okay, right. there we go. We you got our first has, battle. You think he has one or no? <laughs> I think he has one. I think he has one and a half. Like, oh, like as he's going to push? You think he goes one and a half? Yeah, one point. You got to put the over-under at like 1.25. 1.75. Yeah. <laughs> see, see if we can do it there. Uh, oh, man. This one's gonna. This gonna be fun. Point five missed PATs. Oh, for Brandon Aubrey. How, how does that work? Point five. I mean, does he miss one or not? Is basically what I'm asking. No. You don't think so? No. I'm gonna All go. The way through. I'm gonna go under. He's he's in a dome. Uh, hopefully it doesn't rain somehow. Unless, unless, unless like the AC starts leaking, I think he'll be all right. <laughs> it's happened in Dallas before. I'm looking at you, AAC. That is right. I forgot about that. It has, it, has, it has happened before. All right, last one, and this one again goes back to the defense. Two and a half takeaways for the defense over under. Last week was what. Three. three three takeaways. Only the New York Jets defense had more takeaways than the Cowboys did in week one. I'm going to defer to Isaiah to start this one. I give it two, so under. Under? Okay. I'll, I'll go under. Under? Again, no real basis behind that. I'm just under. Why this, not? this also plays into one of my favorite stats this week. It'll be on Big Facts, by the way, that comes out this afternoon. Cowboys have had six straight games with three or more takeaways. Most six in straight? The, in, most in the NFL. Six straight games with three or more takeaways. And they had, of course, three takeaways, seven sacks in week one. They also have four games with three sacks and three takeaways in a row. Four straight games. That's also the most in the NFL. Slightly off topic, but another crazy stat that I saw last night. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson now has more receiving yards than any (laughs) Chicago Bears receiver ever. And the Bears are like a cornerstone franchise of the NFL. Ever. <laughs> Over their 100-plus years. Nuts. That, that is pretty wild. He's 24 Almonds. years old. Yeah. 24. Yeah, he's, he's good. All right. When we come back, it's our pick'em segment. We are picking six games, including the Cowboys and the Jets. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. We'll give you a standings update. We'll pick these games, and we'll get you ready for week two of the NFL season when we come back right after this.
They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of America's team. Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back. It's about time to get through our 2023 Talking Cowboys pick them segment. We got to go through the standings first. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Absolutely, we do. We absolutely do. We all suck. Guys, this I want to is... start this off by saying I beat Kyle in fantasy last you week. You did. You did beat me so in there's fantasy my dub football. So there's your dub. <laughs> you need it. One and five for oh, the rookie this year. We start things off. He lost every. And I mean every non-Cowboys pick them last week. He went 0 oh and 5. And then he got the Cowboys right. Thank goodness he got that uh, one right. Rough. One and five start. Not much better for my reigning champion to my left, Isaiah Stanback, who went two and four last week overall. That was my, that was my shout out to King Griffey Jr., 24. There you go. There you go. Shout out Seattle. Yeah, get used to it. King Griffey didn't ever win a World Series in Seattle either, so you gotta gotta turn her things around but he's a goat <laughs> he is he's phenomenal but he never won a ring all right the after that it was john machota three and three and even 500 for john then both the fans and myself go four and two to start the wow. year so at least we're above 500 Feeling good about got something it's very early mm-hmm. when this this thing can turn and flip on its head and it no doubt will all the way through the 2023 season. Great job from Brian in Colorado last week. But now we've got Abe in Las Vegas on the line. Abe, Chris Beam told us that you were working. Uh, are you going to get in trouble for, for being on the show here? 
No, no, no. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I do. I do. I sell parts for Mazda, but I'm checking in order right now, so we're good. <laughs> okay, you're checking in an order. Okay, so make sure. Yeah. You, 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 I know you want to go to work, but you got to get your work done first, right? You got to. You got to oh. represent the fans here. Oh, of course. I can multitask. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, I like it. All right. Abe in Las Vegas going to represent the fans. Let's start with the Ravens at the Bengals. The Bengals trying to rebound after a tough week one loss against Cleveland. Abe, we'll start with you. Um, what were the teams again? I'm sorry. Ravens at the Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals on this one. Bengals at home. Nick. Yeah, I'm with Abe here. Let's go. Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty with the rebound. What do you think? Be more, baby. Okay. Going with the Ravens. I think since he bounces back, it's tough for me to see them go 0-2 and, and, and really start. I do have a crazy 0-2 team later in this segment, though. That we'll I get already to. know what it is. Yeah, I bet you do. I already Seahawks know. Seahawks at the Lions. The fighting Dan Campbells versus the fighting former Isaiah Stanbacks, even though now he's a Cowboys analyst. Who do you got in this one? Seattle was the one team, by the way, that let us all down across the board last week. We all picked the Seahawks, even John said, up. Oh, I guess the Rams are going to win. We just laughed it off like it was nothing, Isaiah. How do you feel? Do you feel like you let us down in that regard? I feel like I do. I feel like my city let me down. <laughs> Will they let you down this week against the Detroit Lions and start 0-2? Wouldn't call it a letdown because I, I don't expect them to beat the Lions. Detroit? Detroit. Is it Detroit big? It's Detroit. I think Detroit big. Go Give me the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. What do you think, Abe? Um, I'm taking the lines as well. I like the energy that Dan Campbell's bringing to this uh, group now. Well, congratulations, Seahawks. <laughs> they might get the win since we all picked the Lions. <laughs> Colts at the Texans. Two rookie quarterbacks. You got C.J. Stroud for Houston, Anthony Richardson for the Colts. Nick, I'll start with you. Uh, I think the Colts have a little bit more weapons, and I'm talking like a little bit like more. Like a little bit? Um, I'm going to take the Colts. Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, he looked good last week. I'm going to take the Colts on the road as well. They seemingly own NRG Stadium, even when they're not necessarily the best. Give me Indy to get that win on the road. Isaiah? Buck the Broncos, man. Bucking Broncos. Go with the Colts. <laughs> Go with the Colts. There's, there is a team called the Broncos. You can't just say that. Uh, Abe? Uh, I'm giving the Colts as well, man. All right. This one, I, I this is my favorite matchup of the week. Chiefs yep. at Jaguars. Jaguar. And since I've already teased it, I'll go first. I think the Chiefs start 0-2. I think Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence get a win. I don't. I never pick against Patrick Mahomes. I never do. And I'm going to do it here. I just think the Jags, at least in week one, looked like the better team. The Chiefs have some injuries. They're a little bit banged up to start the season. I think they start 0-2, and the Jacksonville side gets it done at home. What do you think, Isaiah? I gotta go with the Chiefs, man. I can't see Andy Reid going on too. It's hard. It's hard <clears> to <throat> see. Yeah, bring in, um, bring in uh, Chris Jones back this week. Travis Kelsey expected to play. I don't see them going on too. Okay, they're so maybe go they're not as banged up as what I had. So. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe they're not as banged up. I'm still gonna go with Jacksonville. Abe, um, I'm gonna take the Chiefs on this one too. I don't, I don't think Andy Reid goes on to either. I'll stand alone on this island. It's Jacksonville Island. I, I like it. I stood alone on the Dolphins Island last week. I was the only one that picked the Finns. They got it done against the Chargers. Can they do it again on the road <clears throat> opposite coast? This time against the New England Patriots. Dolphins at the Pats. Abe, what do you got? Um, I'm going to take the Finns on this one, actually. I think uh, Tyreek Hill looks crazy on them. I agree with you. Take Miami and Tua Tungavailoa to win this one against Bill Belichick. Isaiah. 
was kind of weak. It wasn't as good as it has been in years past. I want more. So I got it. So I got so, it. Okay. Is that Patriots? What? <laughs> what? Is that the goat sound for Bill Belichick? No. That's no. A, oh, it's that's a dolphin, dolphin sound. I thought you were trying to make a goat. <laughs> I thought you were making a goat sound for Belichick. I was like, oh, okay, good pick, man. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the I Patriots I told you here. it was weak, Isaiah. You got to be better. You give me a little bit more there. <laughs> I didn't know we were talking about swimming goats. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I agree, Abe. I'm taking the Patriots. I think Bill Belichick in prime hmm. time, he gets it done at home. Can you make a goat noise? <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> you, this is a silly Oh, say it with your chest, everybody. Say it with your chest. All right. Jets <laughs> at Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Abe gave it. Okay. Yeah, Abe, Abe went fence. Uh, Jets at Cowboys, one of three games in the NFL featuring 1-0 teams. It's two different directions. Coming off of a historic shutout, 40 to nothing, the Cowboys return to AT&T Stadium to take on the Aaron Rodgers-less Jets. With Zach Wilson at quarterback, Abe, what do you think goes? Wh- where do you think this one goes here in week two? Um, first off, um, I'm going to pick the boys in this one. Obviously, um, seeing what uh, that running back did last week, I honestly forgot his name, but I'm a little, little uh, worried about him knowing that um, that is our weak spot. Um, I'm going to take the boys 28-24 on this one. Thank you very much, Abe, for the call. Love the pick. Brees Hall, certainly a question, but the Cowboys still get it done. Have fun at work. Make sure and give your boss a, a nice high five for letting you give us a call in the middle of, of your shift. And <laughs> we'll we will. Do, we'll do. I hope I represent the fans well. And shout out to Stanley Cup champions, Vegas Golden Knights, baby. Let's go. There you go. Yes, very nice. There you go. All right. There he <laughs> goes. There. Yeah, had to throw it in there. That one still stings for us Dallas Stars fans <laughs> here in the DFW Metroplex. Appreciate the call as always. Abe in Las Vegas. Trying to follow up Brian in Colorado last week. All right, Nick, what you got? I think this is going to be a tough time of possession battle uh, throughout the day on Sunday afternoon. I think the running games for both teams will be able to have opportunities to get going. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, 20-10, to 20-13 to 13 type ordeal. But the boys come out on top. Okay. Isaiah. Oh, man. Well, I think Dallas is definitely going to struggle against the run this particular week of Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a rough day for them up front, but I still think they get the dub. Still think they get it done. 24-7. Wow. The last three times these two teams have met, the Jets have come out with a win. They have won three straight against the Cowboys. The last time Dallas beat New York, it was back in 2007. Hmm. You know who was on the team in 2007? Not me. Not, not Nick Harris. <laughs> not me. Isaiah Stanback was on that team, oh. right? Oh, hello. Then we got to get you to the building on Sunday. We got to get you. We got to get you to the that morning. Nice. We're good. We're taking care of it. Check the box. We're good. It's done. (laughs) Yep. Because of that, now I I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, but I don't. I don't think it's as cut and dry as it should be. This is a good Jets team, even without Aaron Rodgers. I really don't. The the last three games that have all been won by the Jets have been won by a single possession. Mm. A lot of times by a field goal. Last one in 2019 was 24-22 final up at MetLife Stadium. I think Dallas covers, though. Give me the Cowboys 31-17. to Dallas gets the win 31-17 against the Jets. Wow. And the only – I think the defense – Definitely gets a touchdown in this one as well. But we do have another uh, prod picks to start. Who has the first receiving touchdown of the game this week? 
Uh, first receiving touchdown, I'm just go ahead and give it to CeeDee Lamb. I think he gets loose in the slot. Nice. I don't think he's going to have Sauce Gardner lined up on him uh, most times, as we've talked about. So give me CD. Sedarian. I'm going to take <laughs> – I'll take Peyton Hendershot. I thought he was going to have the first touchdown <clears throat> last week. I think he gets a touchdown this week. Deuce Vaughn. Ooh, oh, man, that would be awesome. Could you, be. AT&T Stadium would implode. Swing route. I think our Red studio. Zone, around a, I think everything would implode. About the 15, 12-yard line, left side, so swing. Yeah. Right of the side. Let's go. Love it. I would love that. That would be a lot of fun. In the first part of that game, too. There would be a spin move ball. Ooh, okay. Spin move. Uh, Isaiah's putting all the calls down That's this right. week. Follow I like me it. now, Miss Cleo. He's going to hurdle, break five tackles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of calls, Get on the phone line now, 888-855-2297. Cowboy Storyline with Nick Eatman is coming up next at 10 a.m. Central Time. Be sure to line up those calls because it's not only a Say It With Your Chest Friday for talking Cowboys, it's a Say It With Your Chest Friday across the board and across DallasCowboys.com radio. We've got plenty more to come. Isaiah Stanback. 6 p.m. or excuse me, was well, not, not a night game. This is a 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Central Time for Cowboys pregame live. As he'll be in studio two o'clock, he's going to make it close. It's going to be a busy day because <laughs> he's got a pregame show before that. We got Nick e- or excuse me, Dan. oh Nick Harris. I just said Nick Eatman in terms of storyline. I'm sorry. With the J. <laughs> Nick Harris will be at AT and T Stadium. First home game of the regular season. Enjoy yeah. home hey. over. That'll be a lot of fun. Turn up one time. Yeah, I might. I might. You might? I might. We'll you see. might. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what it goes. I want to see what the suit game looks like this week, too. Uh, it's not going to be a suit. I'll, I'll give you all it's that. Not. But it's going to be a good fit. Okay, it's good fit. It's going to be a good fit. Fit always there from mm-hmm. Nick Harris. Yep. Chris Beam will be on the sideline as well. Can't wait. Sunday, 325 kickoff on CBS. Tony Romo, Jim Nance on the call for Cowboys and Jets. That does it for us this week. Hope you had as much fun as we did here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Star in Frisco. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?